thanks so much for joining me today. Today, the title of my message is Having Done All, Rest. Let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you're teaching us, that you're reaching out to us. You want us to know how to live in your kingdom, blessed, having all um, life to the fullest, till it overflows, how to learn how to live in that life. And we just praise you and thank you for your revelation knowledge today. We give you all the glory. We thank you that you're just constantly reaching out to us to teach us your way. And we receive it. We love you. Praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. God is so good. I'm so in love with him. He's so exciting. And the title of my message today is Having Done All, Rest. And we know the scripture really is Having Done All, Stand. But God changed it around for me um, today for a message. And I had been beckoning him and asking him, God, when are you going to do this? You know, I did everything you told me to do, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting. And it was so weird because he sounded just like a person. And he said, don't worry about it. And it took me back a step because he has his own jargon. You know, he, he talks his way, and usually it isn't so much like we talk. So it surprised me a little bit. And then later on, in our conversation, I heard him say, having done all, rest, which sounds more like him. I want to read it to you, Ephesians 6, um, verse 13. It says, um, <laughs> I'm in the wrong place. I thought I was ready. I guess I'm not. Galatians, Ephesians 6. Just bear with me here a second. I really thought I had my page open, but I don't. So Ephesians 6, 13 says, Therefore, put on God's complete armor that you may be able to resist and stand the ground on the evil day of danger, having done all that crisis demands to stand firmly in place. I like how it says, having done all that crisis demands, because our thing is always a crisis. You know, it's not a crisis to God, but it is to us. We always have this big thing going on and we're worrying about whether God's going to do anything or not. And he's saying, just rest. Just know that if you did everything I called you to do, then you can just rest in that. And you know what? Hearing his um, correction, his comment, really also gives us faith. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. And so when I heard him say that, I was excited. So having done all that crisis demands, what do you think that is? We know that we are to forgive. We know we are to love, to live in his kingdom. You know, if you're believing, we talked about the other day, if you're believing God, then you have to talk to the mountain. And then after you talk to the mountain, you can ask if he gives you a directive. Like what he said to me, he said, stop worrying about it. Stop checking it. You know, and he reminded me that when we're constantly worried about something, it's really our God. And I realized I just kind of made a shift here. But, you know, I'll get back to that. But when we worry about the thing that we're expecting God to do, then it really becomes our God. And God is saying, I can't do anything in that because he works by faith. He works by faith. And when you start asking God for something, you know, he starts teaching you. He'll start telling you like he did me. Stop worrying about it. Here's the problem. That was the hint. Stop worrying about it. But, you know, it is okay to keep on seeking and keep on knocking to make sure 
that you have all your ducks in a row. Because, you know, if you have unforgiveness against someone, getting back to what I was saying, then God's going to say, well, first you need to forgive. Um, If you're worried about what people think, then you have to stop worrying about what people think. And so, so many of the times, you know, people are asking God for something. And what he's doing is he's getting you on that path to the good life, the path, the narrow path that leads to eternal life, the narrow path living in his kingdom where you can have more than you can ask or think. He doesn't want to just answer one little prayer. He told me that when I was asking him to heal my son. He said, when you learn how to live in my kingdom, then all these things will be added to you. See, that was a correction. It was a direction to know that we can't live in both worlds. If I'm going to live over here outside of the kingdom of God, then I'm not going to live in the kingdom of God. If I'm going to be living on the wide path, he's got to get me on the narrow path. When you ask him a question, he assumes that you want all that he has for you, not just some of it. And so he takes you off that wide path and he starts putting you on the narrow path by direction. That's a revelation. You know, so much of the time we just think that God is just going to come down and do something. And he is, he is going to do something. But, you know, we don't understand that we do have a part. And when you've done all that the crisis demands, then you stand. You rest. Hebrews talks about a rest. You rest in faith, knowing that God's going to take care of it. So what he was telling me is, just cast your care. I got this. I got it. You did all you needed to do. You did everything I told you to do. And so now all you have to do is rest in knowing that I'm going to do it. Don't try to make it happen. You know, we do that. We get stuck in this time frame of, okay, I'm going to make this happen for God. And so as we're trying to make it happen, you know, he, he gets quiet until you start seeking again. Keep on seeking, keep on knocking, and he'll say you're trying to make that happen. Stop worrying about it. Cast your care. Stop checking it. You know, the thing I was believing him for um, recently, which he was talking to me about, is something of concern while I feel a responsibility to make sure this happens. But I did everything I needed to do to make that happen is what he was saying. And now you're just worrying about it and you're preventing me from making it happen because God works by faith. He doesn't work by doubt. He doesn't work by unbelief. But what I was saying is we get in these like um, places where we're stuck because we're doing something to try to make it happen. And really what God is saying is, you know, follow the program. You know, we talked about what he said in Mark 11. He said, if you have constant faith, then you talk to the mountain and then you ask and you make sure you're in unforgiveness. There's always a recipe that we need to follow. And that's having done all that the crisis demands. And I, again, I just think that is so cute the way it says that because we fret so easy. And, you know, we worry and we're thinking this is a big crisis and God is just like sitting back saying, okay, I'm going to do my part. Just relax, just rest and knowing that I am God and I'm going to take care of this for you, which reminds me in Philippians 4, it tells you that it says, don't fret or have any anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance and everything by prayer and petition, Definite request with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. 
I just want to park there a minute. You know, when you go to God and you're asking him and, you know, you're having this conversation with him, isn't that the time where he tells you what's going to happen? So often, you know, and even in the situation, he told me how it was going to pan out, but I still worried that that wasn't going to happen. And he's saying, by you worrying about it, whether um, I tell you what I'm going to do or not, I can't do anything. So he's saying, don't have any fret, any anxiety about anything in every circumstance and everything by prayer and petition, you know. God, your word says this, so I did this. I, I have forgiven. I call those things to be not as though they were. Now I'm asking. So I, I'm doing everything that crisis demands. I have the word in my heart. I get up every day. I have faith. I believe you're going to do this. Okay, so now in this situation, I'm not saying in every situation, but this situation, he's saying don't fret. And God's peace shall be yours, that tranquil state of soul, assured of its salvation through Christ. So fearing nothing from God and being content with his earthly lot of whatever sort it is, the peace that trends all understanding and garrisons amount around your hearts, minds in Christ Jesus. So he's saying that you did it and now you have this peace. You brought that petition to him. And now you have that tranquil um, peace, that, that sort of mind. And even if you don't know, even if you don't have understanding, transcends all understanding, you still have a peace. You know that God's going to do what he's going to do. And especially when he talks to you and tells you, um, stop worrying about it. Stop worrying about it, meaning I can't do anything if you're going to worry about it. So much of the time he gives us a hint like that and he sounds so like he lives on the earth that we don't hear it. We don't get it. And, but he does make himself known. So if you're seeking and you're knocking and you're asking him questions, you're going to recognize the answer when you get it. So when he said, don't worry about it, what it, he really was saying is, I can't do anything because you're worrying. And that gave me peace to hear him. So when you have conversation with him, even though you might not know how he's going to do it, and sometimes he likes to surprise you but you can still have faith that he's going to do what he said he was going to do. And then he tells you how to think. Um, this is backwards. And so I'm going to read it. To me, it's backwards, or maybe to me, it's frontwards, because I like doing things backwards. But I'm going to read the end first. It says, um, the end of verse 8, it says, if there's any virtue or excellence or if there's anything worthy of praise, think on and weigh on, take an account of these things. Fix your mind on these things. So I think it should say first, fix your mind on these things. For the rest, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is worthy, whatever is of reference, honorable, seemingly, whatever is just, whatever is pure, what is lovely, lovable, whatever is kind, winsome, and gracious. If there's any virtue or excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think on and weigh and take into account these things. Fix your mind on them. Well, actually, and then he goes on to say, practice what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me and model, um, and model your way of living after. And the God of peace of untroubled, disturbed will be with you. And that was six through nine. And that's how you stay in that peace, is you just decide you're going to think on whatever is good, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good report. And instead, so when the enemy comes to try to get you to worry, you just resist that worry. And you just say, 
casting my care. God cares for me. He's going to take care of this. And Jesus said that. He said, whoever is um, troubled or disturbed, that we should come to him. And he cares for us, and he will give us rest. And, you know, going to him and getting the answer is rust. It's exciting. It's rust, knowing that he's got it covered. He's got this. You don't have to worry about it. And so whatever state of being you are in, whatever crisis you are in, you can go to him and you can tell him how you're feeling and ask him what's going on. James 1.5 says that if you lack wisdom, you can go to the giving God who gives to all liberally without fault finding. And you should go to him and you should ask him so that you can get that peace, so that you can hear that word. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. And when you hear God talk to you, that brings a horrendous amount of faith, I think. So I love it when God talks to me, you know, and he's not trying to do anything except give me the answer. Um, We talked about that the other day, that he has a system and really we have to walk in it. It's not that he's saying, no, I'm not doing this for you. I'm not picking and choosing who I'm going to bless, but it's a person that lives by my principles in my kingdom. And so when you ask God for something, he's going to get you again on that narrow path. He's moving you over into his kingdom where you can learn his way of doing and being right, where you learn how to call those things to be not as though they were, where you learn to honor him and only care what he thinks and not what anybody else thinks. You can only care what he thinks and not what anyone else thinks. His opinion rules. Um, He woke me up the other day to saying that it's my opinion that counts because my opinion is what's going to do good for you. You know, there's so many opinions out there, as long as they're right here, that, you know, are really the ploy from the enemy, trying to trip you up, get you out of God's kingdom, get you stressed out to the place where you don't worry. Because if if you are not doing the will of God, if you don't have that connection with God, you're not going to have peace. You are going to worry. If I didn't have him to turn to, then I'd be worrying. But I'm confident now. And I know that he's going to do what he said he would do because he told me when he said, stop worrying about it. He told me when he said, having done all the crisis demands, now you rest. You rest in faith. Hebrews tells us that. We have to rest in knowing that God has us under control. And if there's anything to do, he'll make sure that you know to do it. You know, so if you're believing God for money and you miss tithing and you miss giving, you didn't sow a seed, you didn't know that giving will be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together and running over. He'll make that clear to you that you need to do that. I remember when I was believing God to get out of debt, he kept telling me to give and give. I was leaving my quarter in the grocery cart. I was taking things off the wall. He'd tell me where to give them. And I just gave and gave and gave. And I got this huge return. I had a $23,000 debt cleaned up. So he leads you and he guides you in righteousness. He shows you how to live in his kingdom so that you can live blessed. He's not trying to take from you. He's trying to give to you. And so when you go to him and whatever you hear him tell you to do, and then you do it, he's leading you down that narrow path where you can have that abundant life. Jesus said, I came that you may have life, have it to the full, tell it over false. And that includes your peace of mind, your happiness, your peace, your joy, your contentment, getting up every day, doing what you love to do. And that's where God is going to lead you. You ask him one favor, 
And he's going to start moving you out of the world and into his kingdom. That's what he's going to do because he's in love with you. He's so awesome. He's so cool. I was so excited to hear him tell me that and to get closer to that answer. And having done all is what he was saying to me as well. You did everything you need to do. Now you just rest and you know that I'm going to do it. You just rest in that. You stand. You know, it says having done all stand with your firm fitted tightly. That mean, With your feet firmly fitted tightly and in the word of God and knowing, not moving, not letting the enemy move you. So it's not resting where, you know, it just anyway, the wind blows, but you rest and knowing that God is God. He's got this and you did your part. And if he didn't, if you didn't, he'd tell you. Now, if he would give me another direction after that, I would just do that. I've learned that, that every direction he gives you is revelation knowledge towards your answer. So you have to know that, that, you know, that is all God's doing. He's not picking on you, but um, he loves you and he corrects those he loves. He's bringing you to the answer. Um, Matthew 7, 7, Jesus said, keep on seeking, keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. Because when you keep on seeking, you keep on knocking, he's going to give you more information and then you're going to know what to do. And if it's too hard to do it, he said, you can't do anything without him anyway, but he would empower you to do it. He would empower you to do it. You can do all things through him who strengthens you. So whatever he's telling you to do, if it seems too hard, you can do it because he's going to help you do it. He's so good. He's so exciting. So in love with him. He is just so thorough. And um, yeah, I love God so much. You know, if you never asked Jesus to come live on the inside of you, you should know that he gave up his life so God's spirit could come, the Holy Spirit could come and live on the inside of you. He laid down his life for you to make things easy for you. God knew we couldn't do any of this without him. And so he had a plan and he loved us so much. He gave his son and Jesus came. He took stripes for your healing. He bore your sickness, your disease, your sorrow, your pain. That includes your poverty, your distress, everything. He's so good, and he wants you to live that abundant life. John 10, 10, I have come that you may have life and have it to the full till it overflows. And in order to live in that life, you have to do it by faith, not by fear or doubt. Don't be like me. And I was doubting and fretting and trying to figure out how I was going to make it happen just in case God didn't come through because I thought this is my responsibility but you go to him, you get his wisdom, you get his opinion on the matter, on the crisis that you believe that you're in. And then he gives you that answer and then you just do what he tells you to do. And you know that he'll help you to do it if it seems too hard. And so if you keep on seeking and keep on knocking, that means you're listening. You're seeking him, as Jeremiah says, as a vital necessity, and you will find him, Jeremiah tells us. Um, it might be 9.13, but I will... Put it on the screen. So God is so good and he just wants to come live on the inside of you and be your God and care for you and just do all for you that you can't do on your own. He wants to give you the directions. He wants to empower you to do those directions, to live in heaven on the earth. That's what he wants. He told the disciples that um, when they asked what to pray, to pray that God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So he wants good for you. Revelation tells us that he's knocking at the door of our heart. And if you invite him in, he will come in and dine with you. So that means he's going to hang out with you. He's going to be your God. He's going to teach you his way. He's so, so kind, so loving. 
And he just wants to be your God. He does. And so if you want him to be your God, if you want to invite him to come and live on the inside of you, I want to say that prayer with you right now. Dear Jesus, we thank you and praise you for all you did for us, that you want your spirit to come and live on the inside of us and to be our God, to be our counselor, our standby, our advocate, our helper, anything we need. We thank you that you are there on the inside of us all the time. We don't have to look any further that you're here all the time. And we just ask you to come in and hang out with us and teach us and get us on that narrow path that leads to the good life that you promised that you want to give us. Help us to live that good life and resist the enemy, resist the bad, resist the doom and the gloom and the worry and the stress, and just trust you. Help us trust you, Lord. Do in us what we can't do without you. We love you. Praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, I don't know how he does the things that he does. Half the things in my life, I'm like, how did you do that? How did you get me to be okay with that? How come I feel so much different about this person? And I know why, because you made a decision to do as well. If you decide to love, he's going to help you love that person that is so hard to love. He's going to help you to do his will because he's so in love with you. You give him permission and look out, you are going to be a different person. God is so good. He is so in love with you. If you said that prayer with me today, you need to read the word. John 1, 1 is the word. In the beginning was the word and the word was God. And then you're going to be getting his opinion. You're going to be getting what he thinks. And he's going to teach you his way. And then when you do it, he's going to manifest himself to you. You're going to see so many blessings happening in your life. You won't have enough room for them. And that's another promise in Deuteronomy 28. If you take heed to the Lord your God, and be blessed in the city, blessed in the country. He's just going to overtake you in blessings. If I inspired you in any other way, or if you said this prayer today, I'd love it so much if you let me know. I have contact information at the end of my video. God bless you, and thank you so much for listening today. <music>